podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's got to 2-2, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! To another touchy goodness podcast. My name is Lewis, and uh, I'm joined by um, three guys who just really like they, they just ruined my evening tonight. Like, I, I was ready to go about an hour ago, but they wanted to watch Love Island, all right? Wow, three grown men wanted to wait. Oh, let's wait for 10 30. That's when Love Island finishes. So, yeah, <laughs> we've got Leo. Listen, huh? the one who said, Yo, can we wait until 10.30? And then everyone else jumped on the chill, chill. Whoa, brother, relax, my guy. How you doing? Yeah. You right? I'm good, I'm good, I'm Long good. How you? Speak? Yeah, I'm about, I'm about. You're about. Uh, we got Sean. Oh, what's happening, what's happening, man? 
And to be fair, Leroy, I think Leroy was going to try and do the podcast and watch Love Island at the same time. He's... Hey, hey, that wasn't me. That was Leo, big man. That was me still. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> hey, but the thing is, I was watching it because it's part of my therapy to get over Nigerian women. So, like, <laughs> what happens is when you have with a Nigerian woman and they piss you off and that, you need, like, four years of counselling and this is just part of my recovery hey. process. I'm nearly there, though, making strides, obviously. Is that, is that NHS recommended advice, is it? Yeah, that is, bruv. You should come to our group. It's called Nigerians <laughs> Anonymous. <laughs> we, all, we all get together and chat shit about how much we hate them, well, so it's I'll cool. I'll tell you what, there's one problem Arsenal don't have at the moment and it's Nigerian women. So, boy, um, boy. I don't know, man. About, um, the, the FA Cup game on... Monday was, wasn't it? Um, uh, so it's yeah. Arteta's third win. Um, it, it, it was an important win to get because I think FA Cup is kind of taking new levels in, of importance considering how uh, our season has gone so far. Leo, since you haven't been on for a few weeks, I don't think you've been on since yeah. Arteta has been appointed, right? So no, just give us a quick recap on how you feel um, Arteta has done since being appointed. Yeah, well, he's been positive, man. He's um, implemented a structure, which is what we were all crying out for. So happy days there. Um, you're seeing a lot of players improve under him or at least show what they're capable of under him. So players that I personally had previously said, nah, this guy's trash. I still think he's trash, but, you know, he's stepping up the game. Um, people like Willock, for example, play quite well in that game. I don't really rate, rate him, but he did, he did a good job in that game. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with Arteta so far. Uh, he's, he's looked good. I'm still not as sold as certain people. So certain men are like, yep, sign him up, new deal, blah, blah, blah. I'm not there yet. But yeah, he's, he's doing well. He's doing well. He's, he's... names, by the way. It's all right. No, no, I won't do that. Come on. Come on. I won't do that. Why one of them be but... shown? Huh? <laughs> Boy, so you have to ask me a topic, man. I can't lie. Right, hang on. It was it was Leroy who spoke about the new deal, you know. So don't even throw me under the bus like this, bro. Hey, <laughs> I, I, you can throw me under the bus. I'll fully take that hit because I'll give him the new deal tomorrow. Do you know what? Yeah, yeah, it always gasses me when Leroy is positive, yeah, because he's so negative all the time. So whenever nah, he's positive, positivity, I'm just like, oh, what? Do you know what? I might get behind this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I start getting a, a bit giddy myself, you know? Oh, fuck me, <laughs> bro. Who says giddy, that? man? <laughs> Leroy, what did you think of the of the? You know what? Um, I, <clears throat> I I thought the game was pretty good in the first half. Um, I I think like obviously the thing is you have to caveat. Bournemouth are bad. They're yeah, a they're bad, bad right. team. And especially in that first half, they didn't really look up for it, so they weren't really competing. I feel like the biggest change from the first half to the second half is they really just upped their competition levels and became a bit more aggressive with us. But <clears throat> I, I did like how we looked in attack because one of the things I've been worried about with this Arteta ball, we're going to call it or whatever, is we've looked quite stale in attack. We're quite solid in defence, but... We're not creating that many chances, and this changed um, against Bournemouth. It looked we looked relatively creative. It wasn't like having loads and loads of shots and have a super high xG, but we looked a little bit more dynamic. Part of that was because Bournemouth are trash. Part of that was because um, of the profiles in the final third, meaning that Enketia uh, was a lot more sharp and active and mobile than Lacazette. I'm not saying he's better than Lacazette, but just the fact that someone's not pulling the fridge around. 
it, it, it makes it look a bit more more dynamic. Same thing with Willock. Is he, Willock added that Ramsey factor in that he he was making a lot of movements at that ten. He was doing a lot off the ball, and that actually made us a lot more dynamic as well. Um, obviously, Martinelli is a mover. Saka was um, making very good runs off the ball. So yeah, I, I thought we looked relatively fluid and actually um, creating chance in the first forty-five minutes. Obviously, as Bournemouth up their intensity, the game became very bitty, um, and it was a bit of backwards and forwards to and fro. But again. As with most Arteta games, it was not the perfect game, but there were positive signs and positive takeaways. And so overall, I like the performance. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good summary of it. Um, Sean, did you feel like, um, do you think we had uh, shown a new side to our game, like a new progression to our game with, with the way we did attack? Or do you think it was simply down to Bournemouth being a bit shoddy, allowing us a lot of space to, to attack and, and, and giving Willock the freedom of midfield, basically? Yeah, I, I kind of um, agree. It was it was with what Leroy said. It was it was a mixture of a couple of things. One, yeah, Bournemouth aren't great, and um, they stood up off us a lot in the first half. Um, we I do also agree with the profiles, despite the fact that Willock isn't as good as Urza. He's a he's a stronger mover, both on and off the ball, both running with and without the ball. So it's just it's it's a new layer of dynamism. So um, there's there's you know they often talk about different ways of creating chances. Like Urza was a creative player, and you wouldn't say Willock is. But um, Willock's intensity, both on and off the ball, adds a. It, 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 it's another fashion. I, I remember always Klopp always used to say that um, G Gem Press is the best playmaker. Do you know what I mean? So um, just having guys who who are, who are a bit more intense is um, and helping to force those turnovers is is another way of creating those chances as well. But generally speaking, I don't think there's anything different in terms of um, how we're how we're set up. It's, it's, I feel we're still the same. We still attack with five. Um, Saka's very high up as the left back um, and then you've got another four attackers um, it's just that obviously to, to get to the right level of creativity we need I just think we need to improve um, the personnel so and we need to buy the right attributes in as, as we don't have those I believe within the squad so yeah um, so it, it was uh, it was good first 45 minutes but um, long term I don't think we'll see that right level of creativity until we buy that in personally Okay um, Leo did just talking, just touching on Willock. Um, did you feel as? Do you feel like this is something we can uh, go towards for the rest of the season? Is, it, is this a is this a tactic Arteta is going to be using from now until the end of the season in, in that Özil role, or do you think he'll revert back to Özil like it's just a resting basically? Absolutely not. So I feel like he'll go straight back to Özil. And um, the reason being, in that game, which was ridiculous of Bournemouth, they gave Willock loads of room. So Willock had one man to beat, more or less, which he was beaten on the turn once or twice. He beat him on the turn. Once he turned that guy, he was in acres of space. In that situation, yeah, Willock is fine because Willock can operate in that space. He can drive into that space. Against a deep block, which is what Arsenal will face based on Arteta's style because Arteta likes to dominate the ball and play really high up the pitch and squeeze the game. You're not going to have that open space for Willock to stretch his legs and go into. It's going to require someone to, to pick a lock to find a pass in behind. And Willock doesn't have that in his locker. I've never, well, he might do, but I've never seen him do it. So that's not something that Willock excels at. Willock is, as uh, was said before, is more of a kind of Ramsey type where he'll he'll drive into the box, maybe create chances for himself and score some goals that way. But he's not going to pick un- unlock defences. And when you need someone to do that, although Ozil's not as good as he used to be at doing that, because he hasn't done it for a number of weeks now, but he still has the more capability. Of, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say with that. Stay calm. Chances <laughs> created in the last 30 months, by the way. Asked, That's terrible. He asked for runners. He got the runners and created nine big chances in the last 30 months. Wow. Okay. 
fair play. That's not very good. But he still has more in his locker to be able to potentially do it than Willock does. So I feel like he'll, um, Arteta will probably go back to him in the, in the coming days. Against the better team, I don't think Willock's the one because technically he's just not good enough in that position. When you're in that number 10 position, everything is squeezed in terms of time and space. I really think we need to think about dropping Willock further back. Yes, he can make his runs into the box, but he needs to be behind the game. He needs to be more of an eight or a six or something along those lines, playing deeper in midfield with license to go forward. When he's playing so high up, I just feel like his technical deficiencies really come out and he's just not good enough for it. So I feel like against a better team, Willock will have, again, as we've seen, a terrible game in that position. Would those deficiencies be shown up less if he had a better link man up front? Um, no, because I, I feel like it's with him because in that position, you're obviously tasked with finding pockets of space and receiving in very, very tight areas where you're really surrounded 360 degrees by other players um, and then you don't really have much time on the ball. So even if you had a better link, man, is he going to find the space? One, is he going to be able to receive it in that space well? Is he going to be able to um, handle the pressure because he's not really going to have much time? So I don't really think that's... It's not the problem is he needs to get his head up and find someone to link with. It's more, has he got the technical ability to, to, to handle the ball in those situations? I just don't think he does. Um, when he's got more space to stride into or more space to deal with uh, under a bit less pressure in um, a bit deeper in midfield, even though there's pressure in midfield, it's not so much as in the number 10. I think he's a lot better. And that's why he was good in preseason. That's what we saw in preseason from him. That's what we saw in a Liverpool match from him. And that's what we saw in all his good cameos earlier on in the season. I feel like we've had a discussion about Willock quite a lot this season and and our opinions tend to uh, like vary on the spectrum on on the spectrum sorry and it's like you know some people think he's completely not Arsenal level whatsoever whereas some people think maybe he could be you know quite, quite a good uh, addition to the squad where where does everyone stand on Willock and what he could potentially bring to the squad because I personally think he might be so, he, he just gives us something different. It's probably very easy to replicate in the market, but just as like a homegrown player, I actually don't mind having him in the squad because he is he is something different to what we have. He has got goal for it. Like he he he'll probably chip in if you, if you play him regularly. He'll probably chip in with you know five, six, seven goals a season, which isn't too bad if you're from, as a contribution from the bench. But where do you guys see Willock fitting into this squad? Uh, start start with Leo again. Um, I'm I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Willock. He's, I, he's not my kind of player, especially in the positions he's asking to play, especially if he wants to play a 10. So he doesn't have, as was said before, he doesn't have the correct attributes in terms of um, technical ability to be able to play and play well in that position for me, for what Arsenal are trying to do. So I don't see his viability in, in, in the squad. I think, as you mentioned, his attributes can be very easily replicated, very reasonably cheaply in the market. So I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't keep him. I'd sell him. I think he has good value as well. So I think you'd be able to get a decent penny for him if you were to sell him. Um, I, I, I would keep him. Um, the reason I'd keep him is I feel like it's very important to have number one, homegrown players, and number two, um, Arsenal players, so academy products. Don't get me wrong, I'm not his biggest fan, but I'm still undecided. Um, he's very, very young. And one thing I'm trying not to do, apart from with Nelson, as me and Sean will probably get into later, um, <laughs> is not right off people too young. So I feel like he's got qualities. I don't feel like he's being used correctly. And I feel like the qualities he has, he's not actually realised because I feel like he's even just grown into his body. I feel like over the next three or two or three years, he's going to get a lot more powerful and a lot more 
uh, his physical capabilities, I think, are going to go through the roof. You can look at his frame and see that there's a lot more growth in there. Um, I just, I, I'm undecided. I'm just going to give him a bit of time, but I'll definitely keep him in the squad for now because he's homegrown and he's an academy product. He's been there from what four years old or whatever. Yeah, so I'm I'm quite with Leroy on this. I'm not a particular fan of him as a player. However, he you can see in him that he can be very effective in the right system. Um, you know, you you mentioned the fact that he's got goals. I think he's got four goals this season. Am I right? I might be wrong in all comps. So th- that kind of backs up your point about the fact that um, yeah, he he can contribute. He's uh, he's he's got decent end products. What I will say, yeah, um, currently. I don't feel like it's weird because one, I don't think he's a 10. Um, I don't think he plays on the half turn well, although he did show some decent signs in this game, but that was due to the to the space. In, in, in a normal Premier League game, I'm not sure how well it will work. And we've seen it in Premier League games and I don't think it's worked well at all, to be honest. So I would prefer him deeper. I would prefer him behind the play um, as, as an eight, maybe in a 4-3-3, three, three, or even if you were going to play play him as one of um, the guys in a, in a pivot in a 4-2-3-1. I think he, like you said, he replicates a lot of those Ramsey qualities in terms of he's he's got a decent engine, he gets up and down well, um, and he can arrive late into the box to to contribute as well. So I would, yeah, I I, I don't see no reason why. Um, like you said, we we're quite low on homegrown players anyway, so I I we need to teeter carefully on that. So I wouldn't get rid of him. I, I would keep him, but um, I'm still not necessarily convinced he's an Arteta player, even though there might be debate as to what an Arteta player is. But in my mind, what the, the the feeling I have in terms of like the progressive passes he likes, I'm, I'm not sure Willock fits under that category. But um, for now, there, there, there's no harm in keeping him. He's 20 years old. You, you don't need to sell him. And I don't think his value is not going to drop anytime soon. I think when you guys mentioned like Arteta player, I think there's a lot more room for manoeuvring in Arteta's philosophy. Like when we speak about Wenger, a Wenger player. We always talk about, you know, elite technicians. and Well, we used to anyway. I, I, that didn't quite happen towards the end of his tenure. But with Arteta, I feel like there's a lot more room for having physical qualities as well as uh, technical qualities. So like, I don't think it's as, like, a, as clear cut of, you know, oh, you need to be an elite technician under, under Arteta. I'm, I'm not sure, sure if, you, if you guys feel the same about that. Um, it, for me, it's not that he needs to be an elite technician at all. It's more based on the position he's going to be playing. So if you're going to move him further back like he was at the beginning of the season, then it's different. The qualities he, the qualities he has are better served further back where he has more space to stride into. But in a 10, I feel like the 10 that he needs to have needs to be very technically proficient because of the way Arsenal play. That 10 is going to be operating, as Leroy said, in really, really tight spaces with lots of um, opponent players around him. And if your technical abilities are whack and the ball's bouncing off your ankles... It's, it's going to be very difficult for Arsenal to maintain possession in any shape or form if you, you don't have that, if you're not gifted technically. So that's where I say he's, he's technically inefficient. Okay, fair enough. Um, let's move on to a couple other players who, you know, um, impressed some of the younger lads like uh, Bukayo Saka, who, for my money, probably his best overall game at left back when you're taking into consideration both going forward and going backwards because I think there's been a big uh, well, I've been quite critical of him going forward in his left back role because I thought that would be the area that he would least struggle with um, I thought he'd struggle most with the defensive side of his game not being a, a natural left back per se and um, I think it was in his first game that he played left back against Bournemouth and we saw that you know he, he really struggled offensively just couldn't get the, the, um, the quality side right 
But in this game, he popped up with a great goal. Strong pounded yam finish, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, what he, he was eating before the game, yeah. But it was it was it was a great finish, and he's just his quality on the ball seems so much better in this game. I just wonder if he's growing into the game, maybe a bit more confident. He he, he looks he looks like he could be a, a really really good left back going forward. I'm not just saying that because I, I called it, you know, months and months and months and months ago. Obviously, you know, I big man. Oh, how many more months do you want to say? Come on, bro. That was the most shameless, shameless plug, bro. That was the most shameless attempt at being humble, bro. Allow it. Come on, man. Come on, What do you think of Saka, Leroy? So, Saka generally, overall, when I've never been a big fan of Saka. I'll start with that. This season, when I think about his development, what I noticed about him, one, is even though I wasn't his biggest fan because he was very basic, he did the basics quite well. And he had reasonable end product for someone of that age because he's only 18 coming into the team. Now, the sign of a, a young superstar or a young player who's going to make it is they have end product beyond their means, usually, in, in the final third. And he did have that. He was he was making assists. He was, making, he was scoring goals. He was doing pretty well. Overall, though, I thought he doesn't really have the variety to this game and the the special source that you need to be an attacker at a top team. Fast forward now, we've seen him being moved to left back. I feel like that is a great position for him. I feel like it accentuates all his good characteristics because he is actually a decent player. He's good on the ball. He's good. In, in, with fullbacks, you want them to see how they, how they are in build-up, how they are in terms of end product offensively on the ball and how, how they are offensively off the ball plus their defensive quality. And he's got all the facets that you need to be a top, top modern-day fullback. I feel like he's one of the players, especially the biggest youth player that's shown the most growth this season in terms of, I feel like, I'm not sure if you guys agree, physically he seems to, even in this eight, six, eight-month period or whatever it is, he seems to have come on leaps and bounds. His body strength's improved. Yeah, he's knocking people off the ball. His body strength's improved. He's doing his hold-ups a lot better when he's backs to people. He's getting a bit more of a burst. He's going past people a bit more. So that athleticism that we've seen in the youth in the youth games, even over the course of this season, is translating to the senior game, which is looking nice. I feel like he's got all the attributes to be a modern fullback, and he's kind of surprised me. So I was really impressed by his performance this time around. Like I say, he's linking up very well with Martinelli, good end product, good defensively. Um, and the best thing about Saka, the best thing about Saka, which I'll say, is his decision-making for a young player is top class. That's the only thing at the moment I think is elite about him. I personally think he's got borderline elite decision-making for someone of that age. Um, and that's going to stand him in good stead going his forward. Intelligence off, his, his intelligence off the ball is really good as well. So, like, some of the runs that he makes, you wouldn't normally expect them for someone who hasn't played... like Because in the youth team, he played pretty much as a left winger. I know he's played left-back for England, um, but... You know, his intelligence to make runs in behind and, you know, just just simple attacking runs off the ball, um, I've been really impressed by, you know, and he looks like a seasoned fullback in that in that particular area. But just his general intelligence in play, like even when he was playing in advanced positions, his pass selection, he went to overlap, went to underlap, um, what to do in build-up, when, like he just makes good, good, good decisions and he does the basics well. So that's why... A player correctly. Oh, who knows, man? Who knows? But that's why that that's why I feel like um, he he's shown the most progress and the most promise this season out of all the young players that come through the academy. Obviously, Martinelli didn't come through the academy, but yeah. Mm. 
I was I was very critical of Saka. I don't know if you like remember at the beginning towards the beginning of the season. <laughs> I was, I'm very critical of him because for me, as I always say, he has seemed previously like a child playing with men. Now I know he's 18, but so is Martinelli. And Martinelli doesn't look like that. You watch him play and he looks like a grown man playing with grown men. Whereas Saka, he looks like a child. But recently, as you lot have said, maybe in the last four or five months, he's really come along. He started to look a lot more, you know, holding his own a lot more against men in the league. And I, I've, I've been impressed with my left back, especially. I wish he would want to play there because all the noise coming up Arsenal sounds like he doesn't, he doesn't fancy it and he wants to be moved to left wing. But I do wish he would knuckle down and just say you know, agree to be a left-back because I, as you guys have said, I feel like he has all the minerals to be a really, really good left-back. When you say um, noise coming so out, I, what, have you, what have you heard? Like, because it looks so like Arteta, he's completely buying into it. No, Arteta said that they're both not full-backs. So him and Ainsley make the nows okay. are not full-backs and he wants to bring in full-backs and blah, 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 blah. He said it in a press conference. Well, I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, the sound of noise is, is not that he wants to develop him there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, what about you? Yeah, yeah, you know, we, we agree, I agree with you. No, 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 what's that? What did you say? What did you say? I said you're a fully-fledged member of Saka FC. You've been on, you've been on Saka hype train from the beginning, no? No, no, not really. Saka's not my guy. No, he hates him. He hates him. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. all the players to hate. No, 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 wait. But no, no, no. he hates him and he loves Nelson and Pepe, fam. <laughs> well, take time with Pepe, though. Take time. No, this is what I'm saying, bruv. This is no. like dodgy, no, dodgy decision making, bruv. That's what I'm relax, saying. He's putting his stocks in the wrong place. Relax. My no, no, no. man is going to be homeless, man. Next year. Re- re- <laughs> what's, what's going on here? No, no, no. I, I don't hate Saka. I, I'm just not overly fond of him. At the same time, I was, I've always been in agreement with Lou that I think he can be a very good left back. Um, I think people need to get out of this mindset sometimes as well. Like, in, in a lot of people's minds as well, um, like, fullback is still quite an ugly position. Fullback is a sexy position nowadays, bro. Especially, like, if you're playing in a top team, bro, where you spend most of the time with... Bro, Saka spends half the time as an attacking winger anyway, so I, I don't see the problem, like, with him playing left-back, literally. Do you know what I mean? So I, I think it's a great position for him. Um, and I think at the moment, as someone who's 18, if he wants to play in the first team, that's where he's going to be getting the bulk of his minutes if we have to beat, if we're keeping it a buck and we're being honest with ourselves. So um, I'd love to see him fully develop there. Um, yeah, but got, yeah, He's got to choose Plymouth Argyle at left wing or Arsenal at left back. That's it. It's simple in my I, I respect, respect my young black king, please. <laughs> Plymouth Argyle. Because no. I know for a fact, if that you look like Tierney, you would not say Plymouth Argyle. <laughs> you, you, if he, if he had a Glaswegian accent and, and, and had a clean cut trim, Tucked his shirt in. There's no way you're saying he's playing at Plymouth. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee. Ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. All right, you lot, I'm going to say something that everyone's going to get on to me. And it's going to sound a bit wild, so I'm going to brace you, man. <clears throat> now, even though, obviously, we watched, like, clips and we watched stuff of Tierney before he came here, yeah? And he looked very, very good. Very, very explosive. At Arsenal, I haven't said it to no one yet. I've kept it to myself. I've been like, oh, OK. But I've got concerns, man. And I said it. I, I said oh, it did you as well? Yeah, I said it. The reason I've got concerns is not because... 
No, it's not because of him physically or anything like that, because physically he looks like a specimen. He looks like he's got it. It's that technically he looks very, very basic. Yes, and he I doesn't do. look to have a, 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 an array of attributes. So, like, a lot of the time, and maybe it's because he's been used to playing in Scotland, when Tierney's under pressure, that ball was going 40 yards. There is no no calm, no, like, oh, just nip out the situation and pass to the side. Um, he, he does look quite limited on the ball. He's got very, very good delivery. And he's very good at running in straight lines, um, but and he's very good at driving when he's got space in front of him. But apart from that, when he's pressed or when it's in a small space, he doesn't have options. He doesn't lot in his locker. Do you know what he is? He's a proper Sunday league left back, bro. Do you know what I mean? He, he, he don't mess up. But he keeps it clean. Please. If he's been impressed, he's... That, 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 that was going... Sorry, no, I was I, I'm not surprised, but like because uh, and what to, to be to be fair, he had Rogers at Celtic. But yeah, he's not really played in many technical teams, I would say anyway. So I think that might be a side of the game that just needs to be developed anyway. Whether that can be developed is a, is another thing entirely. But yeah, um I think it's also at twenty two and he's played in Scotland his whole life, but very unlikely he's going to be the complete player. You know what I mean? So there are going to be facets that need to be improved on in, in that aspect as well. So I wouldn't be fully, fully worried if, if that... Oh, happens. it's not a big worry. It's not a big worry. It's just a little little observation that I'm okay. just I'm just looking at. I'm just saying it's starting to watch. That is when in doubt, get it out. Get Big Sam in if he ain't his defensive coach. Yeah, right, cool. No, but to be fair, I did say, I said it in the chat. I can't remember this game like a month or a month and a half. That Tierney, he hasn't hit the strides that I was expecting to hit. I can't lie. Like he, he's looked good going forward when he's, as you said, he's got space to run into. He's, he's full of pace and he's, 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 he's quite. Two games consecutively though. I, I don't know. That's true. That's, that's true. That's why I'm not saying like, oh, he's he's trash. He's not trash at all. Like it's just a, a niggling concern of mine when I watch him. He doesn't look technically secure, man. And it's like he he, he can't. He won't do a one-two to get out of trouble. As you said, he's smashing that 40 yards, mate. And, then, yeah. I, I, I get, and that's a bit worrying. I'm not, I'm not convinced yet. I'm not Don't convinced. get me wrong. I'm, I'm not like worried or anything because I think we can all see now he's going to be a bare minimum steady. Bare minimum. Like. But what I'm saying is, when, obviously, like you're saying, fullback's a sexy position because in this game now, in the modern game, the people who have the most time and space on the ball are fullbacks. Most time and space on the ball. No, but you, your fullback having good fullbacks with multi, multiple attributes is really helpful. Really, really helpful. Yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. I, I wouldn't call Robertson a sexy footballer. Actually, to, to be fair, you're right. He, he's not like that great in small space and stuff like that either. But it depends on how you play. Because Liverpool are a very heavy metal like, transition-based team. Run, 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 run. We're not. We're not. We're not looking to play like that, are we? So. I'm, I'm not really sure. It's like so. Robertson might have the same trouble that Tierney is, but I'm just saying it's something to look out for in the future. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, let's move on to Eddie, Eddie and Ketia. Uh, got his goal, uh, but that's as much as I can say about his performance. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't really pick up anything of no, well, not in a positive sense anyway. Uh, Bruv, that's a standard Bagsman performance. I get my goal, I put mm-hmm. my cigar on and I just do my bit. Like That's my bit's done. The rest of the new team, like, you sort it out. He worked hard though, he ran, he ran, he got around. Right? He, he, he did, he pressed, he, he was alright. Are you guys still a bit shocked that he hasn't been loaned out? Because I still am. I, I, I still don't 
really understand it. I, I, I probably think Arteta wants a big push for the second half of the season because you know Raul and them have probably said, look, if you get Champions League, we'll give you 200 billion. If you don't, you've got 70 grand. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> so pick, pick and choose. So, like, I feel like Arteta we're wants... All bl- to... We're blowing it all on Cedric's, Cedric. Cedric, Cedric Suarez. Suarez. Cedric Suarez. Right. Cedric Suarez is a crazy night in fucking Liberty. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that... I think he wants to have as many bodies in as possible to make sure things don't go wrong. And that's why I feel like the signings that we've made, which we'll come on to, are the ones we've made. We wanted to bolster out the team to make sure injuries, um, suspensions, all of that type of stuff. All, come what may, we have enough bodies. And I feel like that's why he's kept Eddie in. Because like obviously with this over-suspension, we've got Lacquer there. If Lacquer gets injured, I know you've got Martinelli, but then you're, you're really scrapping around for people to play in the final third. That's the reason I think it's happened anyway. Anyway, and I, I thought as well Martinelli was going to go to the Olympics but he's not so I'm glad he hasn't you can kind of understand it you know kind of I say I, I wasn't really for it I thought they'd nod him out but because he plays Oba and Laka at the same time on the pitch together they could potentially both get injured or both put up cramps or both get suspended get red card anything can happen to both of them and if they both get injured then you're left with Martinelli and who right? then it becomes a problem so I, I kind of see why they've done it but if it was me personally I w- I'm loaning him out all day long but yeah I, I just think that his value is only going to regress from this point now and I feel like we've shot ourselves in the foot a bit um, we, we feel like we've missed a big opportunity to let him go out there get 10 goals and then sell him for 30 mil in the summer but maybe I'll tell uh, it de- yeah it de- Exactly. It depends on what you think of him. They, if they, if Arsenal rate him and think we want to keep him, then it actually makes sense. And as well, just as Leo said, we've got two. Our two starting strikers are in the first team. So not just with injuries, but just load management and fatigue. So they're both going to be going through a similar amount of minutes. What, what about when we need to rest one or pull one? We really don't have many options. We've got Mark, Nelson. Looks like he's a bit fragile at the moment. He's getting lots of different injuries from the intensity he's working at. So I understand you need bodies and Arteta. And the thing is, especially when the games come thick and fast, imagine if we're in the FA Cup still, then we the Europa League starts, then we're in the league still. Um, obviously, they've um, we had this winter break, blah blah blah. But still, I just feel like if you want, if you if he wants to give them the best chance possible, you just want enough bodies, and we we need enough in the attacking third, and we don't have that many. Oh, my bad. I had it off. Uh... Um, so Bayas got um, some trust minutes off the bench and it looks like he's staying now. So do you think he did enough in his cameo um, to maybe show Arteta something that uh, he can bring to the table? Or is it, you know, oh, he, he, he found some loose change down the back of his sofa and was like, oh, yeah, you know, you know I might as well go and buy a chocolate bar uh, down the shop. But what do you guys think? Is he, is he going to play a big part in the rest of the season or is it just going to be more of the same? Well, I, I, I know you guys are just speaking about, um, obviously, a big push for like the the last part of the season and stuff. But if I, I don't know how much I see Arteta rotating, really and truthfully. Um, obviously, when the Europa League comes back, we're going to have a big push in that, as as that's the main priority um, and the main route of getting back into the Champions League. But I just think, like, obviously, I know Leo spoke about if um, Aubameyang and Lacazette go down. But 
generally speaking, obviously I don't want to jinx it now, but throughout their whole time here, they've generally both had quite a clean bill of health. Um, and even then, you have like you said, you have, you have Martinelli, um, you've got you've got Pepe, you've got Nelson, you've got. Um, so I, I do think there are options. I don't know how many, like how many minutes these guys are going to get in the second half of the season. Like for example, um, how many minutes? Like how many minutes is a is a winner going to get when everyone's fit? How many minutes is a like because when, when like for example after this like two week break now, Kalasinac is back. When Tierney comes back. Like how much of how much of Saka are we going to see? Obviously, like we said, we can't legislate for when injuries and stuff come as well. So, um, but I'm just not I, I'm not particularly sure. Like I still don't think Sabios is going to play much, to be honest. And it, and I'm still not hundred percent convinced that he might not go before Friday. I think he might go. By the way, yeah. I think he will stay because he's been doing like media stuff with, with the team. Yeah. Mm, uh, well, you can easily cut that out. He can easily knock. He can easily go. How dare you? I, I'm, no, no, no. I would like for him to stay, but boy, the the deal that we're doing now, do you know what I mean? So it kind of makes it look like, boom, because put it this way, I feel like, what's his name? We'd play Ainsley Maitland-Niles over him. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's what I can see happening. Wait, if, if, really, if Arteta really wants to play Maitland-Niles in midfield over Sabayos, I might have to revoke my stand card, you know? <laughs> I tried to tell you, man, yeah. Because, I tried bruv, to tell you, man. Bruv, I ain't feeling that at all, bruv. I ain't feeling that one bit. So this I'm going to be watching him with a side-eye. Bruv, receiving that contract offer, bruv. Nah, nah, I wouldn't be feeling Listen, that one this bit. This guy, he's making a few higgy choices, man. I, I can't lie, he's making me worried, man. I want to stand. I really do. I want to be an Arteta stand, but... I can't overlook some of the choices. I can't lie, man. I can't overlook it. These players that... Boy. I was just about to change my act to Arteta season as well. (laughs) Jesus. Boy, I really want to stand him, you know, but... And and, and do you know know the funny thing? Um, Like, on Twitter this afternoon, guess what was popping up? All all that AZ made the Niles performances in centre mid from like... I see that. that. To be honest, I was shamelessly retweeting them as well. Like, retweeting them. I was shamelessly retweeting them. He did do all right, but especially that man... Nah, too much marijuana, bro. Nah, I'm sorry. You need, you need to be you need to be switched on in that midfield area. You need to, you're in the engine room. Like I'm, I'm not I'm not feeling it at all. I agree. I agree. Right. Let's let's talk about two incomings that seem to be practically confirmed. We'll talk about the the guy who has sent Brazilian Twitter into bloody fucking meltdown, bunch of neeks. But um, it's this uh, Pablo Mary Mary, whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, he, How English of you, Lewis? Pablo Mary, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yeah, I'm just going to call you Dave, mate. <laughs> Dave. Um, so, obviously, I mean, I, I watched uh, his performance, well, with the game against Liverpool. Um, I rewatched it. I didn't watch it at the time because I don't give a shit about Club World Cup. But I watched it against Liverpool and um, I, I, he, he seemed steady. He seems steady. Um, there's no. He doesn't seem to have like a standout attribute, um, but he doesn't seem to have any particularly weak ones as well. Except maybe uh, on the turn, maybe he's not 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 that agile. But he seems defensively uh, 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 competent, technically, defensively looks quite strong. Um, but no standout. What was his athleticism saying? 
Tell me what his athleticism is. That's all I care about. It wasn't, in the bin, it wasn't man. looking great. Um, there was a few times I think he got spun by Salah, but it's, it's difficult to compare him against someone like Salah because Salah is going to do that to pretty much everyone. So athletically, he didn't look great. And I'm not, my, I'm not a big fan book. of signing him permanently. I, I think that would be ridiculous of us. So I'm, I'm happy it's alone. I'm, w I'm willing to take a look at him. Um... Because I've already stated that I feel like athleticism in our setup is maybe a little less important than it was previously. Um, so I, I'm willing to give him a go, but if if we sign him and he's a dud, uh, that, that's I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm rescinding Arteta season because. All right, let me just tell you because you say Salah's going to do that to everyone. I'm going to book it now. My boy Saliba to pocket Salah at the Anfield. Yeah, all right. Next season. Next season. Well, don't put this kind of pressure on my. I guys, don't man. care, bro. I want to stand here. in that guy. I'm here. <laughs> For me, that's the kind Saliba of looks crud. So I can stand him properly. Cruddy. He's even wavy. He's, he's got the drip on the gram and everything. I'm, I want to He's got him. Bro. about that goatee, though, if I'm being honest. Uh, nah, relax, it's man. It's all right. Relax, man. Let him do his thing, man. But Lewis, I've seen your worry, goatee, bro. bro. Like, I don't understand what's what's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lewis, man, send it to you, you know. Uh, hey, but Pablo Murray, you said he's got no standout. Imagine he's got no standout attributes. My man's like six foot nine, bro. You are in the air. He's not good, no. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I said he looks, pretty, he looks strong, like. He looks strong, uh, and I meant that in terms of like um, him looking strong in challenges and aerially. So yeah, I mean there is that to it. But I didn't really. Liverpool weren't exactly bomb. There was something a bit weird about that Liverpool performance where they gave Flamengo a lot of the ball, and they didn't really trouble Flamengo like that. Not how we would see them bombarding teams with crosses. So it was really quite difficult to see how he was aerially. And they're not. Liverpool are not an aerial threat. Team, do you know? What I mean, even though they put lots of crosses in, they're, they're mainly like quite low crosses. Some a lot of the time. So um, I didn't really see much of him aerially, if I'm being honest. All I saw was him on the ball a lot. Mm, nah, for me, this, this signing is so worrying, man. Because last summer, I felt like whatever you feel about Pepe and some of the players, I feel like the profile before they came looked correct. So you can look at me. Yeah, that's fine. You look at Pepe. And you, you, okay, fair enough. You don't feel like he's, he's got the intensity levels here. That whatever you think about him here, fine. But when you looked at him in France, you said, "Cool, he's got, he's tricky. He's got good feet. He's direct. He scores goals. That's the right kind of profile." You look at Tierney, the right kind of profile. Torreira, the right kind of profile. Then you look at what they're signing since Arteta's come. The profile seems higgy as hell. It's completely off for me personally. So I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a bit worried, man. Arteta, bro, he's worrying me. I can't stand him properly, man. He's worrying me, man. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. My stocks are still here, bro. What, in, in who? Arteta, bro, they ain't going nowhere. <laughs> bro, you're, you're a stand though. Like, you're a full-time stand. When you uh, like someone, yeah? Oi, you're bad. I love hard, bro. This is why, man, when man gets heartbroken, he's peak, bro. <laughs> 
Oi, you love hard, man. Like, you might have been in the chat defending, man. Saying, bro, come on. I'll, and I will die on the hill, bro, please. Oh, man. This is why I like Leroy, man. Leroy, he, he takes a while to stand. He doesn't stand. <laughs> don't, don't mind that pagan. He just, he, 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 he has, he just, he has, he stands, bro. He, he just chooses, he, he picks and chooses who he stands, bro. That's how it should be. I like, like, I, I, I like my things pretty, man. I like my things pretty. That's all I can say, man. Man's got hey. high standards. Uh, uh, all right, lads. Let's move on to some... Um... No, did we talk about Suarez? We didn't talk about Cedric. Oh. I don't know. Cedric. I don't understand it. We've got two yeah, right backs. Why no, do we need uh, another one? Nah, nah, nah. I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Definitely. Like, right back wise. Nah, it's not because even that. Because one, I even though Niles has done well under Arteta at right back so far, I do not trust him. I do not trust this kid at right back overall. So I can understand why he'd want the experienced guy there. Bellerin, I'm, I know he's played well in two games he's come back in. But again, this vegan thing. Looking a bit lean, like I always get in my meat propaganda. So you, you, you have to, but I, I'm just not really convinced by him either. So I feel like having a, a good quality back, right back is very important. I think we were looking at a left back for some reason. I think right back was a higher need than left back. We've got three left backs, well technically with with Saka as well. If Bellerin gets injured, or so then we're left with Niles or nothing. You got to remember as well, Chambers was our um, emergency cover for right back. If we haven't got Chambers now, uh, and if one of Bellerin or Maitland-Niles is injured, you're left down to one again. I just feel like it was a, it made more sense to me than a left back. Let's just say. Hmm. Yeah. What, what do you yeah, think after Cedric signing itself? Like, because I, I, I feel like I haven't seen him for about five years. I remember watching him when he first came to Southampton and, and being all like, oh wow, Southampton have, you know, got a good player on their hands here. But I, I can't say I've watched him much in the last two or three seasons. Same, same. I was really impressed by him when he came. Um, I, I thought he was really good before, uh, but he's, he's, I'm, I don't know now. I, I, I can't I can't pretend that I've seen him that much and paid any attention. So we'll see what happens. But if he's coming in as backup, if he's as good as what he was before, um, he takes free kicks, good technically, good off both feet, can cross, um, relatively aggressive. So, yeah, let's, let's see what happens. I've, I've watched him. When's the last time I watched him? I've watched him recently. He's, just, he's the same. He's, he's pretty good. Um, he had a loan spell at Inter for what for a bit. He was he was okay there. He didn't do anything special, but he's been all right. He's he's good off both feet. He, he's really really comfortable putting the ball in on both feet. So he'll take he'll take people to the byline. He'll cut in and deliver the ball with his left. He's got no problem doing that with either, which is good. I know Arteta likes two footed players, so yeah, he's he's okay. Like he's he's, he's not going to set the world alight. He's, he's a good player. He's decent. So I, but yeah, I don't like the fee. I don't like how much you paid for it. How much you paid for right, there, There's conflicting reports, though, because the second thing I heard is a good deal. What was the second thing? <clears throat> so the first one I heard was what, we're paying a five million fee. Yeah, that's like. well, That is that's... outrageous. For a player that's, um, yeah, out of contract in six months, I think that's ridiculous. From what I heard, the loan fee is under a million. So it's like... Um, oh, okay, that's so what I, that's under what I... one million, which so that's six figures. Obviously, we're covering his wages, which is sixty k a week or whatever, and then <clears throat> and then we've got the rest of his agent fees and stuff, which are going to have to be paid anyway. So if if that's the if that's the deal, that's absolutely fine for me. I, I I think that's a that's a good bargain. I think that's good for all parties involved. Yeah, the second one is alright. I, I heard the five mil, and I was disgusted. I couldn't believe what I was, was happening. Yeah, I couldn't believe what was happening. Six months, five mil. Even five mil for this. Uh... 
the Mary guy. Is, is, a bit, is a bit nuts to me. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a lot of money. For like so why are we paying Flamengo five mil for this? Flamengo, you know, incredible. Yeah, yeah, but I can't believe that we pay Flamengo's oh, bluffing yeah, us for five for five M's. That's Flam. Nah, they are bluffing us for five M's. Flamengo, you know, oh, that's unbelievable. Mm. Five M's. But the loan, the the loan fee is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, you know. That's ridiculous, man. They did try and bluff us into a permanent transfer. Yeah, they did. We didn't bow to it yet, anyway. There's probably still some sort of dodgy dealing going on there with Raul. We need a takeover, man. We can't. How are we this broke? We can only do loans, six figure loans, bruv. We're a big club. How are we nah. broke? You know what? Bruno Fernandes for like, what, 70 million? Bruv, I heard that was cheaper. I heard it was like 40 something mil they're signing for. Nah, nah, nah. It's like 67, 68 or something. Yeah, you know what I heard but, as well? I heard that Arsenal, Arsenal are not broke, you know. It's what they're doing. So, I, I, this is what I heard again. It's a rumor. I don't like rumors, but there we go. I heard that their man basically said, look, this market is difficult. To get a top draw player in this market, it's going to be tough. Uh, what we want to do is use the funds in summer where we know we can get top draw targets. We can, we'll get you some stuff to tide you along, but in the summer, we want to... Do, I heard this from someone reputable. It might have been Ornstein, you know, I'm not sure. But it was, it was someone reputable that said it. That was but like, you, yeah, do, you know, do you know why that's dumb? Because Arsenal are a club who are trying to uh, champagne shop on a beer budget, let's say, because we haven't got the clout to go and get top players. What we need to be doing is the players are, are that good. We need to be going in January and securing the deals before everyone else and putting yeah, our money that's up. True. That's what we should be doing. So I don't understand why they're moving so frugal, like, oh, they're like, moving like paupers. I just think we need to cronky out. We, Dan got there, Dan got there. <laughs> where, where is he, man? Hey, he needs to come over and take my club. <laughs> he does not mess around, you know. I, I don't know if you might know about his businesses, yeah? <laughs> that guy is no Bro, joke. he's so rich, <laughs> blood. He's so rich. He, 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 he's outrageous. He's Nigerian woman. He might, be, he, yeah. he might be, but then obviously, like, he's, he's, he's you a short life, but right, he's, he's, he's a stress reliever, man. If he's married to a Nigerian woman, he's a stress reliever. Arsenal can be that for him, man. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and he's come to take isn't it? In some ways, uh, supporting Arsenal is a bit like marrying a Nigerian woman, isn't it? Yeah, abusive. <laughs> yeah, it, it, abusive. <laughs> Cold, abusive, <laughs> upsetting, <laughs> stressful. And then she cooks yeah, you yeah. once, and it's the hope that kills you. And then yeah. you oh, she's changed, and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then, when you're tasting cyanide in your food and <laughs> someone looking all over you like ah, I got exactly. you yeah, that's what the music right, starts uh, crazy let's wrap it up and finish up on some listeners questions um, so I'll do a few um, Rex O underscore four so we asked a question based on um, Bamyang uh, how much would you realistically take for Oba and if he does go what replacements would you guys recommend We've done the replacements question quite a lot, but I asked this question simply because I see Barcelona offering up 85 mil for a... Well, I was just about to say... And, and talk well, about loans for us. Are you, are you, are you guys all right? Bro, I think they hate Raul, you know. I think they just hate him. Because like, they're trying to mug us off. They're definitely trying to mug us off. 85 mil for Richarlison. Yeah. Bro, over 120 mil, bro. It's, it's... But by the way, it's fake. Um, it's Skybet doing their nonsense, bro. You know where they're That's just trying to BBC. get... Them. No, 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 no. It was on. So it was on Sky. But anyway, even so, Richarlison is worth eighty-five mil. If Everton bought him for fifty m's mm. two years ago, and he's just signed a new deal, mm. they've got no incentive to sell. And if Pepe's worth seventy-two, huh? You said if Pepe's I'm sorry. Worth I I can't have all this nonsense, bruv. Maybe I'm stuck in the. Maybe I'm just tight. Oh, you said Eight? you wouldn't pay hundred mil for Mbappe. So yeah, you are tight. 
85 mil in this market has to get me an absolute killer. I want an absolute top draw. Like I want, I want a Neymar level player. I know he's two hundred. Yeah, no, no, okay, no, maybe no, not Neymar. No, maybe no, not Neymar. No, let me, let me start saying. Let me, let me, let me come back. Let me come back. No, don't come I, back. Don't come I, back. I, I want a this undisputed world class player for eighty five mil. Richarlison? Nah, I'm sorry. Come on, bruv. You can't be serious. You can't be serious. Yeah. Who's better, you, Richarlison or Ben Yedda? Richard, don't be silly. No, don't Richarlison's be silly. better, man. Come no, on. No, no, ben Yedda is better than Richarlison. I'm telling you, you now. You, you, Richarlison you are hasn't smoking. ended anyone's career like Ben Yedda has, boy. But Ben Yedda is a bad boy. Ben Yedda. But Ben Yedda is a fucking bad boy. I don't care what no one says. Don't, don't, come, don't come and disgrace yourself here. Richarlison is better, bro. Nah. He's, he's, just and bigger enough, he's just bigger and more athletic. He's Sean, not that. Who, Sean, who's better, Richarlison or Pepe? I listen. Are you stuttering, bro? Don't stutter, bro. Bro, Leo, I'll ask you the same question. I'm saying Pepe. I'm saying Pepe. I don't care what you're not saying, bro. No, you know what it is? <laughs> if I'm, let me be serious. Let me be serious. Let me be serious. You know what it is? I'd say Richardson right now, fair output. I can't, you can't deny it. Like, Richardson, they, they get more out of Richardson than we're getting out of Pepe right now. But I think potentially Pepe could be the better player in the next two or three years. Do you think Richardson is that good? No, I don't. I don't at all. No, I, 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 I don't at all. I don't see that. So, so, so let me tell you, Richardson is someone, I don't think he's a great, like, he's not like a great Brazilian, like, natural talent, but he's someone who will bag goals I guarantee you yeah that's what I guarantee that's what I see as well. yeah, he'll, he he'll will bag, bag goals goal. in whatever position you put him left ring right ring up front he scores goals bro 100% what, how, what, what you say the ceiling is how many for a season up front up front in a good team I yeah. think he's bro he's played number nine for Brazil bro up front for a good team I think he could definitely he could bang like 30 goals nah, no, nah don't see it I wouldn't I say 30 I, I do not see it 20s, bro, 20s. Do you not see? I don't even see that. I don't no, see I that. Do it. I think you can do it in a good He doesn't have the nat- okay. He's I can see what you mean. He's a good goal scorer. He's not like a natural bagsman. Like, so see Martinelli. I get the feeling Martinelli is just a bang. He's a banger. He's going to get bare goals. I don't get that about um, Richarlison. Richarlison, he's a, got a decent shot. He's got good athleticism, good spring and stuff like that. And he does sniff a little bit in and around the box. But I don't... I see him as like a, a second supplementary goal scorer, like that 15 no. to 20 mark. No, no. I, I think in a team that caters to his attributes... Like, you got to remember, Everton are trash, bro. Like, Everton but are Everton generally crap. quite a lot of chances, apparently. No, they do not. Apparently, no. by, the, by the chance creation metrics, they do. They're just very wasteful. Nah, nah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who, who are those chances falling to, though? Richarlison. Nah, nah, nah. Don't make Calvert-Lewis. Check those chances, bro. Yeah, exactly. Them, man. Check for Sunanu, them, man. Yeah, that's it. Lewis, pull it up now. Is Richarlison's XG? How many shots does he take? And what is he outperforming, overperforming, underperforming? Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. All right, question, question. Wait, wait, question. Are you having Richarlison or Arsenal? No. Leo, are you having him at Arsenal? Ooh. No, we got to be doing much better than that. Yeah, better. I, no, no, no. I feel like I feel like we should do better. I, I don't feel like yeah, I feel like we should do better. I feel like I'm not having him at having Arsenal. Him. I'm not having him at Spurs. I'm not even having him at Leicester. He's slightly out of Germany's XG. Exactly. And, and what, what's his XG? What's his XG? Six. And six, so his, right, so top players, yeah, top, top players, top strikers or the top marksmen usually have an XG, what was it, about 0.8 to 1, don't they, per game, Lewis? Mm-hmm. How many games has he played? He's got an XG of six and a team that creates a reasonable amount of chances. 
No, they don't. Hey, pull up, pull up Aubameyang's XG when he was at Saint Etienne, bro. No, no, because we need to go back here, bro. Because. Man thinks it's on no, demand, no, no. like. If I look at Everton's XG, they're 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. 7th in the XG list. So they do create a reasonable amount. Yeah, and Richarlison's got 6 in 22 who do XG. They fall to, though? Who do they fall to, though? That's yeah. the point, because the thing is, top marksman, like, if you look at someone like Cavani in his prime, I guarantee you he'll have an XG of, like, 1 or something because like he's that. Because he's playing a central striker, though. No, I mean, even if he's playing a central striker, playing wide, when he's playing for Palmeiro, when he's playing for whoever, these guys fashion chances for themselves and create chances for themselves Bro, and shoot chances. That is the biggest part of the goal-scoring thing. They create oh, no, chances no, no, no. for themselves no, and they no. have bare good shots. That's what happens. This is why Lacazette is not scoring goals because he doesn't do that. That's why he's not a marksman. Wait, Richarlison so Rich- is not that guy. No, nah, no. Nah. Richarlison can definitely fashion chances for himself. 100 million percent. No, he I'm can. But what I'm saying is he's not going to get five, six chances a game. He's not that player because nah, he's, nah. Not, he, he's not got that skill set. He's nah, not got nah. that striker skill set. If you put Cavani... Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> He's trash. Oh, hey, Lacazette, I had to jump off that way, but hey, look, Lacazette's been... Bro, he's been embarrassing me, you know? He's been embarrassing me. I'm not going to lie. You're taking the piss. Hey, you start scoring. I'm not going to lie. You start scoring, bro. That's it, four. Wait, hey, Lewis, how many games? Bro. How many games? Oh, yeah, I feel sick. I would have vomit. Lacazette, man. I would have vomit. Hey, what's Martinelli's? What's Martinelli's? I really wanted to stand him, you know. I like Lacazette, man. I've only got Martinelli's Premier League, so it might not be that high. Even nah, then, nah. he's not he's not played much in the league, so nah, if it's higher than Lacazette, that's disgusting. So he's nah, got, I can't like it. It's shameful, man. He's got his XG is two in favour. Nah. So. nah, do you know what made me sick when I saw that Haaland has he's equaled Lacazette's goal scoring tally for the season, bro? In, two in, games, 50, in fifty minutes, in fifty uh, minutes, bro. I nearly threw up. I nearly threw up. Lacazette, man. The thing is, Lacazette's a good, he's a good, he's a good footballer. That's what takes the piss. When he, on, on, his, on a good day, Lacazette is a good footballer. He has yeah. the talent to, in good, he, he plays good football. But, but he's, a, he's a BBW, Leo, man. He, he, he is a bit of a BBW, I have to admit, bro. He's a bit slow, guys, bro. Let's, 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 let's finish on some of this questions because you guys said nah. the pod is 53 minutes. So, nah, uh, let's, uh, let's move on to a couple more listeners' questions because um, I don't even think we asked that. We answered that question. But, um, uh, okay. Um, uh, what do we do with him? No, we've done that. Oh, I feel like we've answered all of this. Okay. All right, here's one. Do we, this is from original Jim Bob, he asked, do we need to manage our expectations in regards to player development? In terms of Saka, Nelson and Willock, feel like loads of our fans are critical of a player as soon as they make mistakes or don't arrive in the way they've been hyped. Leroy. Yes, we do. Um, but, but either way, like, love it, man. At the end of the day, yeah, I feel like we don't want to write players off completely too early, but they've got to show me something. I was saying this in the chat the other day. You've got to show me something. So, like, for example, Saka has shown me something with his end product and his decision-making. Martinelli's obviously shown something. Ganduzi's obviously shown something. Someone like Nelson, for example, I have not seen anything in Nelson that makes me excited and think he's going to make it at the top level. Um, You need to at least see a development path um, because otherwise you'll just let any Tom, Dick and Harry play for you um, that comes out of the academy. So... I feel like, yes, we have to manage our expectations because not every kid's going to be a, a superstar at 18, 19, 20. But I feel like 
if you're going to play for Arsenal or where we want to be at least, which is one of the top clubs in England, you need to be one of the exceptional players in your age group. And by 22, 23, you need to be showing me something or you're out the door. Um, so I feel like give, you need to give people to that Ainsley McNeil's age, that Wobie age, to show something and develop. If they don't, then that's when you need to write them off. But at 19, 20, obviously they've got three, four years of development. Any thoughts on Leroy? Leo. No, I, 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 I agree. Leo, sorry. Oh, this guy, I knew. No, I agree. I've said it as well. Look, for me, if, you're, if you don't show me something in those young ages, then I'm, I'm not interested. Like I'll, by the time you get to 23, I'm looking to sell you, mate, because you, you, as, as was just said, you should be one of the exceptional talents in your age group to play for a club like Arsenal. I think fans are willing to accept, accept a lot of mediocrity. Like, oh, yeah, this guy can run. He dribbles a bit, so he's all right. Nah, that's not how it should work. Uh, you need to have a lot of, a few exceptional qualities or at least qualities at a high level to be able to play for a club like Arsenal. You shouldn't be able to just walk into the first team because you can run and you're a bit athletic. That's nonsense. So yeah, I'm 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 very critical of young players, and I count them. I look at them as players. As long as you're playing for Arsenal's first team, I'm judging you like I'm judging the rest of the players. Like, what are you showing me? If you're not showing me anything, you shouldn't be playing, right? So that's the way I see it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree, man. I agree. I don't, I don't, I don't really have anything else to add. Oh, so, right, um, well, on that note, we can wrap it up then, can't we? Yeah, come. <laughs> right, just big, big up, big up, Reece Nelson, though. Oh. Come on. This guy. Man's on the injury team. This guy. Oi, how much? How much do you give in charity a year? Because you're a proper charity man. Wait, hang you? on, hang on, Leroy. Why are you running, bro? Because I said let's double this Reese Nelson bet, and you ran away. So Stop, I didn't run away. I didn't run away. I didn't run away. I didn't run away. Why are you running away? Economy's tight, bro. Economy's <laughs> tight, bro. <laughs> nah, because bet's expensive, bro. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, now my money's tied up still. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But. I, yeah, Martinelli stocks. Let's call it a night then. Um, be sure cool. to use touch, uh, the hashtag Touchdown Frackers. You can follow us on Touchy Gooners. And we'll be back next week. Here's that to 2 2. Keep watching me. Your health, please. Go! Go! Go!
This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Sports Social Podcast Network.